You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, Proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't touch on hospitality. Oh, all right. Proudly Resents, ProudlyResents.com. This is Pod Crawl. Come on, guys. Give it up. Pod Crawl. Yeah. Part three. Today, we proudly resent Star Wars 3, Third Time's a Charm, a.k.a. Revenge of Sith. And uh, with us today is, from We Hate Movies, Eric Siska, and fellow Purchase graduate. Yes, yes. I was a dropout. Yeah. Well, then, then not fellow, right? Uh, I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> I was a transfer out. And from Mystery Science Theater 3000, Frank Conniff. Hey. Hello there. It's very exciting to be part of Podcrawl, which is three bad movie podcasts are going to cover three sucky Star Wars prequels in order. Two weeks ago, we had the guys at Rita and Weep. They did Phantom Menace. Last week, the hilarious guys at the uh, Flophouse did Attack of the Clones. And we get probably the best turd of the three, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's slightly better than the other two. <laughs> yeah. The second one, I think, is the worst one of all three of them. What was your expectations when you came? Because the first one was so bad that I st- I gave up. But by the time you guys got to the third one, what was your expectations for this film? Low, very low, I must say. <laughs> and I and this is the one of the three of them that I didn't see in a movie theater. It's got like this movie. The, the most the great greatest part is when he becomes Darth Vader. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right, but besides the rest of the movie, you're just kind of like. <laughs> but that's the yeah. very end of the movie. Is yeah. becoming Darth Vader. Yeah, and, like the last four minutes. <laughs> And the, the movie could have been called How uh, Anakin Skywalker Became Such an Asshole. <laughs> that would have been a better title, I think. Right, this movie is the one that's supposed to bridge uh-huh. the first fake two uh-huh. uh, with the last three, which were real. Mm-hmm. And to kind of tell a story that was told already in Star Wars in one scene. When yeah. they're like, oh, he fell to the dark side. His face is all messed up when they lift his helmet. We learned that. So. Yeah, you know, that's actually... Uh, Something that since I've seen uh, the first Star Wars, which I still just call Star Wars, I refuse to call it, you know, Episode Seven: A New Hope or whatever. I agree with uh, that. That's a good, yeah, good rule of thumb. It's, it's yeah, the it's name so of the movie is Star the Wars. The theatrical release title. Yeah. So, yeah. so that Can't movie. W- when I watched it since then, and I still love it. It's it's just kind of really great how there's that one scene where. Um, Alec Guinness is talking about the Clone Wars and, and he's kind of giving the backstory and, and you watch that subsequent to the other films and you're thinking, oh, that's so cool that Lucas had that all figured out. He had the whole backstory. Um, you know, that's really great. It's just he didn't have to tell those backstories in separate movies. You and know? I don't even think he had them figured out. Just no. the way these yeah. movies went together. Uh-huh. And like, I can't believe we started with Anakin as, as a little child Right. And then, and then the next, you know, and then the next movie bumps up several years. And could you imagine if like Han Solo bumped up like 10, 15 years? That might have been a better movie if the first Phantom Menace was about Han Solo as a kid, yeah. living on the streets, being a dick to people, and That's then also actually getting a his great license. Point. A, a movie about. Han Solo would have been much better, probably. Which maybe him. maybe that's what the next movie will be. I don't know. I feel like the Alec Guinness talking about the Clone Wars. He left out how racist the Clone Wars were. Uh-huh. Apparently, <laughs> and they were they were kind of alluring. Then you know it was kind of a mysterious thing. Like you just talk about it here and there, and then you sh- then you show it, and it's like that's what the, that's what it was. That's how I felt because this is the first time I've seen this movie. 
with Darth Vader. My whole life, I've loved Darth Vader, loved the movies. Yeah, I didn't need to see him. I just skip ahead real quick. Darth yeah. Vader, Obi-Wan cuts off his legs, mm -hmm. right? His arm's already cut off. Ooh. And it's like that scene in Monty Python, The Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, he's Black like, yeah. the Black Knight. Let me nibble on your kneecap. It, was, it wasn't as climatic as you thought mm -hmm. it would be. And I would think in the, you know, with the technology back then, the plastic surgery, he, he didn't necessarily have to wear that mask for the rest of his life. They could have could fixed up his face probably, I bet. Especially if George Lucas can, can insert him into a movie now that he wasn't <laughs> in before. You would think with the technology they had back then, that because I could see why he'd be pissed off wearing that mask all the time and breathing heavily and all that stuff. But I guess he just liked it. I think at that point he liked, he just liked, I think it was probably an option for him to have plastic surgery and just go around looking normal. But I, I, I'm guessing that uh, he, he dug that look. Yeah, do you think they showed him like uh, like designs for, for, for <laughs> yeah. what Vader would be? Like, uh -huh. no, not that one? Well, Can we they get a showed him darker? a... Uh, a um, Fantastic Four comic book with Doctor Doom, and then he he picked that look. I like that <laughs> more of like a fireman's helmet. Mm -hmm. They gave him an eye padding to switch through look yeah. at the pictures. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. The technology, of course, is better in the past movies because they're made thirty years after the first one, mm -hmm. which is weird. And everything's so shiny, and I don't know. Well, everything's so cute. Like the bad guys are so cute. And the first, they uh, Hans, uh, Han Solo. Um, Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting these initial bad guys, and they're so adorable. When they get killed, they're like, Wee! they're little yeah. robots. <laughs> yeah, one of the head villains in this mm. is a coughing robot. And, by the way, there are so many robots in capes. Uh-huh. I don't know why robots well, need capes. Back in those days, lots, uh, sleep apnea was a major problem <laughs> for robots. So they had trouble breathing during the day, actually. It was the asthma robot. They were doing yeah. it to make robots, but they didn't have uh, to get rid of the asthma. Yeah, I know. They could have just waited for him to die na of natural causes. The guy was obviously a heavy smoker. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and R2, like, he just got worse because he also, just like, in this movie, he had all these contraptions. He had things popping out of him. In this original Star Wars, he just was, like, literally a trash can. Right, and in this one, he's, he's spraying other people with, like, oil like defecating on them yeah. and then igniting them on fire like where was that at the uh well in the first star wars movie he didn't have that technology but what he had was he uh, he was very endearing and and that was one of the many triumphs of the first movie was that they they made the robe they gave the robots kind of human qualities and that that worked in the movie and and one of the biggest laughs i've ever seen in a theater was in the scene in the first movie where he gets shot by the uh, ray guns or whatever and he falls over backwards just like a person would. And that uh -huh. was like a gigantic laugh, you know, and there was there's nothing that even approaches that in any of the subsequent movies. Also, he was a smart ass, but only C-3PO knew what he was saying. Yeah. He was like mumbling asides the whole film. Right. He was a kind of a dick. Yeah, they, luckily nobody knew. Yeah, they had like a good little comedy relationship there. But who would have known that they were involved in everything that ever happened in in, in, yeah. in galactic history? They're like the Forrest Gump of a galaxy right. far, far away. And like C three PO has no idea that Darth Vader made him. You know that oh, that's, yeah. the, that's a little episode one, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah, they don't know anything in the in the first Star Wars. But apparently R two knows everything because he doesn't get his memory wiped at the end of this film. Only C three PO does. But he. But C-3PO doesn't believe him, I guess, because he's a big liar. I guess. And, makes it, and what a badass he was when he uh, sprayed the robots 
with oil and set him on fire. Like he, I think he said yippee kaye motherfucker. I don't speak robot. It <laughs> was actually yippee kaye motherfucker. And he didn't look back at the explosion. He just wheeled on. Yeah. He just kept wheeling. Mm. And C-3PO was walking along mm. going, come on, should we look back? It is made for little boys. I mean, Frank and I were very young when that came. Mm. Well, you were young when you saw Star Wars, right? Yeah, I was young when I saw. Yes. Yeah, very young. So the new ones were about, we're trying to get to those kids. Right, it was trying to get yeah. to, not not the forty year old guys, well, but the eight year old sure, boys. Sure, but even the originals had it felt more like a real world than these uh-huh. to, yeah. to me anyway. But maybe that's because I saw them when I was young. But it just doesn't. It feels no, inauthentic. I, think, I agree, and I think that um, there's something about the the three prequels that they're so state of the art in terms of digital technology, and and yet there's something so cold about the the visual look of them. Like I know they're they're like. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is in some, you know, on the one hand, you could say it's a very visually striking film, and you know, all the scenes of him on that like uh, planet with the fire and all that stuff, and it's. But on the other hand, there's something about those images that just leave me cold. That don't, they're not memorable. You know, it doesn't. There, there's a, uh, I don't know what it is. Just when everything is coming from a computer. Um, it's like soulless. It, yeah, it, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, uh, you know, Pixar movies all come from a computer, and they're not soulless. So I think there was just a sense of of uh, Lucas was just he he just lost something along the way. You know. Do you feel that? Do you feel like it was forced? Like they there was a note from the studio from the Lucas studio saying? No, he he doesn't get notes. He is the studio. Yeah, I think it's it's just Lucas losing his way. Like, and then also just like trying to appease fans. Like, oh, Darth Vader was great. Let's just do more of that. And then like let's explore that past. And it just doesn't work. And then also the reliance on the CG and shooting digital as well. It's funny. Cold would be what you say about Star Wars. I feel like. But it felt more realistic, and it felt more. Well, the first Star Wars movie I didn't think was cold, uh, and and Empire Strikes Back was was very dark, but in a good way, you know. And and it was admirable too how the sequel to the original he went in a different direction and, and very successfully, I thought. Um, but those are the only two of all of them that I like. I don't. I I hate uh, Revenge of the Jedi or Return of the Jedi. It's just those first two movies are the only ones out of all of them that I care for. How about you? How do you feel the same way? Well, I actually, I like all three, but again, I grew up on them. I was young, but also like you go back and look at Return of the Jedi now after watching these three and Mm -hmm. it's like, well, sure, it's the worst of the original trilogy, but it's... Gone with the wind. (laughs) Yeah, compared to this. (laughs) Right. Because I felt when I saw Return of the Jedi, I was a senior in high school. Because uh-huh. I refused to see it when it came out. Yeah, it was the worst of the three. And you're like, oh, this is so silly. This is for kids. I think I said the words, could it get worse? <laughs> could you pander to children <laughs> oh, more? how naive you were. How little you knew. <laughs> One thing I do appreciate about Return of the Jedi, even though it has those Ewoks and everything, like you actually see them get shot and then you see like one Ewok go up to another dead Ewok and like pound on his dead body like well, how did this happen like <laughs> it's they, still dark yeah it's got a connection to humanity yeah. that way yeah, or yeah. this it's just like oh that that li- that CG lizard just got shot or something yeah. and no one and everyone just moves on yeah that's that's I, I will say that too about Return of the Jedi how it stands up in comparison is also I much prefer just the little guys in suits and it all being digitally. Oh, and then impossibly a person because you know they're obviously so thin, or it's just yeah. like a wire walking around. And when they get killed, it's they make that little cute noise and they fall down and everything is fine. And you're like, oh, they'll figure it out. It's only a robot. Yeah, it yeah. isn't an Ewok, a living creature. 
Yet, yet, you know, the original trilogy, again, with C-3PO and R2-D2, they're trying to establish robots as sort of human. So now uh-huh. this, this prequel well, is they a made robot you care about them. <laughs> <laughs> this they, is the cleansing of the robots. They made you care about them in the original ones. And like I was saying before, they actually gave them endearing kind of uh, human-like characteristics that work for the audiences back then. And the, uh, or the, battle, the first battle scene they have between the two of them, again, it's almost like a cop-buddy film. This movie starts out, they go in there like a cowboys, right? And they kill it. And it's like so soft. It's like a musical number. Yeah. It's like a glee number in the middle of a, a Star well, Wars Well, there film. is kind of that. I, I actually, I saw um, Attack of the Clones with uh, Dana Gould. Uh, he was in it? No, he's not in it. He oh, was, he he was, was with sitting me. next to you. Greg Proops is in it. Uh, but uh, we uh, there's a scene in that where... Uh, Anakin Skywalker or whichever one or they're going into a bar and saying like they're investigating they're like what do you what can you tell me about this guy have you seen this and and Dana turns to me and said where do they get this plot from an episode of Mannix you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like law and order yeah I'm not talking to you see yeah <laughs> I gotta finish working at the space bar <laughs> what did you think about uh Samuel L. Jackson in the film Oh, I I uh, hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it took me out of the film. Yeah, I mean, he was in. Well, he was on all three of them, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Was, I believe he was. Yeah, right. maybe it was the second one. I don't remember. The, the first one was one, such. Maybe, yeah. First one, like my inner child hung himself Ooh. while I was watching that movie. <laughs> it was, but so yeah, Samuel Jackson just seemed out of place, right? Like, yeah, very much so. He's just he's just Sam Jacksoning across this movie, and it, I don't think it has a necessary place in in. It it throws you off because you watch him and you go, I know he's capable of being cool, and I know I'm capable. I know I'm capable of being very entertained by this actor, and it's not happening in this movie. I'm waiting for, and he's trying not to say motherfucker the whole time. (laughs) It's very concentrated. They keep cutting it out. Yeah, he's like they cut him right (laughs) mid mid word, and I think we should keep going. My clock. Let's see three PO walking away. Or CG mouth comes over his <laughs> friends, guys. Yeah, he's very weird. And um, and Jimmy Smith, again, an, another weird choice, just because yeah. he's he's so well known for other things, right? Yeah, I think. But he is he driving a, a low rider? <laughs> I actually have notes about that. It's like he's got this like cool convertible, this like space car that he's yeah. flying around in. It's, uh-huh. I don't know. It's in space and it's going up and down in I, hydraulics. I guess it's like, oh, you know, let's let's update the land speeder. This guy's from money. He's a senator. He's got a nicer land speeder than, say, Luke Skywalker did on Tatooine. So sure. let's uh, get up, get him a red paint job. And- <laughs> I don't know. They had dice hanging from the, w- <laughs> the window. That was weird. That was a little racist. I thought that was a little much. It was also a two seater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a two seater. You're not going to save many lives in the two seater. Uh, I don't know if you watched the deleted scenes, but they cut a lot of the plot. No, I, I did not watch the deleted scenes. No, I think I, I had enough. Not say, oh, oh yeah. I want to spend more time with this. <laughs> I want to start drinking now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like you're going to look at what was uh, what was too bad to be in this. <laughs> That's what I did. So what, what were the deleted scenes? Now I'm genuinely curious. Just a pie in the face. No, there was um, they did the jitterbug waltz they the jitterbug dance. <laughs> cut it out. Yeah. No, there's a whole subplot with, um, I can't even think of the actress's uh, name. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. They cut out her subplot, her whole plot line. They're oh, like, really? She was going to, um, apparently that she joins the Rebel Alliance, which is why Leia, I guess, in the future becomes 
part of the Rebel Alliance because she gets adopted by the senator. Right. And uh, they cut out their whole plot line because they said, well, we wanted to concentrate just in the Darth Vader story. But mm-hmm. but even that's kind of a boring storyline. I mean, yeah. it, it helps in the future of the thing. But I felt like this whole thing is not a movie, but a setup. And in between. It's also weird to watch a movie, especially a trilogy of movies where you know exactly where it's going. It's yeah. like I'm waiting years. Like you see the first one in 99. This one comes out in 2005. And it's you waiting that many years just to see what happens what you know what happens. You well, the scroll that. says, what do you think is going to happen, <laughs> dummy? And so I thought that was kind of insulting <laughs> in the beginning of the film. <laughs> it was a little much. Right, because you know Obi-Wan's not going to die. Yeah. You yeah, know, the stakes are pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. And you the, know, the, the scroll should have just said a long time ago on a phallic in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Let's start the movie. <laughs> we got your 850, <laughs> yeah, fuckers. Yeah, we got your money. <laughs> Whatever. We're going we're gonna to make more. Uh, Would you see then the next four? The next three? Then, as if there's only going to be four more. There's going to be 18 at least. Well, it's J.J. Yeah. Abrams now. And I mean, so, no. I just feel like there's you can't do worse than, than yeah. these, you know? This is a case where taking it away, or he gave it away from the original artist, is probably a good thing. And it can only be better. But it's still going to be... Um, I mean, who knows what it's going to be, but I, it, I'll be very happy to watch it in a hotel or on cable <laughs> when it comes on. I'm not going to be... Waiting it, online? The one thing that's, you know, people made a big deal about J.J. Abrams doing it. Uh, the one thing that I thought was encouraging was that the writer of the film was uh, Michael Arndt. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, who wrote Little Miss Sunshine and Toy Story 3. He's a really good writer. And so... Uh, I thought that was encouraging, but then I just read the other day that J.J. Um, Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan are rewriting his script now, so who, who knows what it's going to be like, but I, I just, like I say, I, I'll be very happy to to stream it, you know, a year <laughs> after it watch. comes out. I'm not, I'm not going to be very excited, and, and especially after um, Star Trek, the last Star Trek movie, which I really kind of hated, so... Um, which J.J. Abrams made. And he's he's very talented, but I'm not that excited about it. I, I really wish they would just do a clean slate. Like, you, you, Lucas and all these people have developed this universe that has so much to it. Do I keep, I keep have to hearing about the Skywalker family, this, and, you know, uh-huh. and I, I, Harrison Ford's coming back, and it's like, do I need to see, you know, this childhood hero as an as a old right, dying man right. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one just, scene where everyone's going to cheer and takes you out of the movie. And then comes back and yeah. So, so is, it, is that what the word is? He's just going to do kind of a cameo in it? Is oh I don't know. Saying? I couldn't imagine. I have no idea. I have no. Idea. I assume. I'm talking him down. <laughs> As his management, I'm saying one day you're in, you're out. You can go back home. You can smoke some pot, but like, it, allegedly, and hang out. It's going to be the same thing. Like just just serving those fans that only want to see the same thing again. So let's pull in Han Solo for a day, and then get him. Like let's let's shove everything that everyone ever liked into one artificial type of story just to f- make it fit and you know you got the danger of being bad yeah movie. it's it's you know not that that movies under these circumstances don't sometimes turn out really good but it is a very it couldn't be more of a corporate uh money grab money thing on the part of disney um are you saying it, disney's doing something just for money <laughs> not I for know. the family not for history and then every now and then they you know something like that comes out and it's really good so you know, who know? There's no. T- it's it's kind of like predicting the 2016 election at this point. It's like there's no Hillary point Clinton. even in spec 
in, in speculating oh. about. <laughs> You're saying don't do that. I'm saying do not speculate <laughs> about the 2016. I wonder if they'll bring back Jimmy Smith or any, you know, since he didn't yes, die. Yes, I, I did hear they will, but as is L.A. Law character. It's going to be really weird. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to work that out, but I guess they're going to try it. It would make more sense, I think, because I believe, didn't he blow up an older hand probably? So Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, I don't, I'm just the I'm next kind movie of guessing later. Here. There was a couple of winks, not many, of like, this is what's, oh, I hope this never happens, you know, and then because yeah. you know it's going to happen in the next three films. There was in the first, I think it was the first of the prequels, there was one of the uh, actual rises that it got out of the audience that actually got a laugh was when the em- the guy who becomes the emperor says to Luke, to the young Anakin, Anakin saying, uh, I'll be watching your career very closely. That was actually <laughs> kind of funny. Can you imagine not banking on him at that time? Like Anakin, that kid's going nowhere. <laughs> but I, actually, you know, it occurs to me now that what Lucas really, with all his digital technology, is he should have made these films and then have it turn things turn out differently, and then use his digital technology to change the first three <laughs> movies, so that when you went back, the stories were all different. But he did. Right, I mean, not to get too nerdy about this, yeah. but the uh, Greedo shooting first, right, and then the Hayden Christensen adding him into the end of Return of the Jedi as a ghost, and oh, I didn't. That was, I think, that was the Ultimate Edition DVD yeah. Blu-ray release. Which I, I don't know if I ever saw that, but I, I just, yeah, I, I wonder why he would in his ghost from heaven, like, like is is your younger self? <laughs> why can't it be your older self? <laughs> right, because there, know? there was an actor yeah. what was. A, I, this this Go is ahead. might be you Se- Sebastian it. Shaw or something like it's a safe room. You could say yeah, it. yeah. Because <laughs> we're not going to judge you. In high school, I watched a lot of Star Wars, sure, obsessed a little bit, sure. and it's like so you're replacing. There was already a Force Ghost for Anakin Skywalker. Uh-huh. It was already there, and now you're replacing it to show him as a young asshole. <laughs> right, and, and it was. Can I can I ask too? And and uh, when they digitally changed. The uh, Return of the Jedi in the scene where he takes off his mask is it then is it then um, Hayden Christensen in I, that scene? I think they kept it. I think they oh, because then it, that's the, just uh, weird then, right? Yeah. But he kills him as Darth Vader. He doesn't kill him as a young Anakin, so it makes sense. I think he should be mut- his ghost should be mutilated and floating with no with no right. arms yeah. and limbs. He was a mass murderer after all. Why does he get to live in uh, bliss for all eternity after all? No, he's stuck with those, with Ben Kenobi. What a pain in the ass Ben yeah. Kenobi was to him before he killed him <laughs> or took off his legs. But I think that the, the really good thing was if it had, if the ghost had just been James Earl Jones. You know that would have that, that would have made sense. It was me the whole time yeah. yeah how did his voice get so cool and yeah. that mask yeah, <laughs> is that he just easy. playing it up like like Hello, uh, ladies. I, yeah like I can start over now you know I'm Darth Vader Anakin Skywalker's dead yeah I'm gonna change my it's like going to college like first year of college exactly. I'm gonna do something different wear a bandana right. all the time around my leg it's gonna do, be cool I'll do a black voice yeah I'll so, yeah. be a cool voice <laughs> trying out different voices yeah I would I would go James Earl Jones sure Hello, ladies. I might have a helmet on, but uh, under his helmet, I'm pure sex. The empire's all of the empire's efforts into doing uh, spot announcements for CNN. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. They're looking at the line line items of the empire. Like, why are there voice lessons? Ten thousand dollars on voice lessons. Hey, Adam, it's Rob P. You know, the guy who wrote and recorded the uh, bumper music that you're probably playing right now. I just wanted to remind you that uh, you said you would uh, give me a little plug for my new album, Keep Your Jazz Hands Strong, available on iTunes or at robprocks.com. Now, I also wanted to tell you we were talking about those uh, Death Star pot stickers, and I do like the chicken. 
because uh, they had something on the menu called Tauntaun, and I don't think that was, uh, I don't know, I think they're endangered. I don't think that's cool. So uh, we'll talk more later. Take care. Have a good, have a good show, man. Jenny, do you like podcasts? I love podcasts. Do you like live podcasts? Yes. Well, that's great because in New York, in January 11th through 12th, there's the New York Podfest. Keith, have you heard of this New York Podfest? I am going to be. Keith and the girls going to be in it? Yeah. Jenny, are you a big fan of uh, Hang Out With Me, of Eddie Pepitone? All those things, yes. I'm a huge fan. Okay, Rob great. What about Tell Your Friends with Liam McEnany? Yeah, that's great. It's what about a, spending your time at a bar? Do you enjoy that? Yeah, with friends. It's and it, what's your favorite podcast? Is it... Uh, go ahead. I'm by, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Bit, no, no, I don't want to interrupt I, okay, you. Um, but anyway, you can, oh, yes, so oh, you can buy tickets at, you know, you can buy tickets? Where? We're going to have oh, a Oh, hold on. I'll tell you. Listen, she's all over the place, Keith. It's ridiculous. You can go to proudlyresents.com slash live NYC for tickets for Proudly Resents. And then also where to get the other shows. Who really cares? Right, Janine? Right. I mean, that's how I feel. Uh, whatever. I, okay, great. Okay. okay, good. So January 11th through 12th and January 11th at 4 p.m. is the Proudly Resents show. And Keith, when is your show? Uh, That's great. Janine, I'll I'll see you later. Thanks for coming. Back to the show. Halfway through this film, I thought I was watching Downton Abbey with better special effects. It was a whole, like, soap opera about... Downton Abbey is good, though. Downton Abbey, you're you're actually into it. But they're just like... like General Hospital. Yeah, it was like General (laughs) Hospital, and they're coming and telling each other their feelings. It was like Grey's Anatomy Uh, all of a sudden. Because if the first one was about uh, politics... And saying racist things as much as possible or showing racist characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one was just flat out, yeah, boring. Do you think he thought these would be like beloved Star Wars characters? And I'm not just talking about the obvious Jar Jar Binks, but there's so many layers of racism throughout this new trilogy. The, the Asian. Yeah, the Viceroys. Oh, the. <laughs> Let me, wait. The Viceroys. Uh, now, now, that is not a racist impression. That is me doing a beloved Star Wars character. Right. The kids are going <laughs> to run around and say, uh, Charlie Wu, you're going to be the Viceroys. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, you're going to be Jar Jar. Don't ask and <laughs> don't get mad. I'll, I'll give you a little anecdote about my my friend, uh, Trace Bellew, who was on Mystery Science Theater. He played Dr. Clayton Forrester and who's in Cinematic Titanic with me now. He auditioned for Jar Jar Binks. He read for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I think he knew someone who knew and and. It's probably one of the great examples of dodging a bullet of all time is not getting that part. I actually know yeah. the guy who played George Urbanks. Oh, really? I'm trying to get him on the show. He agreed uh-huh. to it. I messed up timing-wise, and now he doesn't return my emails. But um, he uh, he was in Stomp, that show Stomp, which is a big show here in New York. Yeah. His guys jump around with trash cans. So my friend from college was in that show with him. And when we moved to L.A., uh, all these Stomp people come over to his house every Sunday to watch Sopranos. So it'd hang out with Ahmed. Weren't they, wasn't it hard to watch the Sopranos with all those uh, garbage can noise? They would on? just clash the garbage can, but luckily they're <laughs> plastic lids, so it wasn't oh, that okay. loud. Yeah. But um, he's a super nice guy, but apparently, he yeah, he was doing Stomp, and Lucas was a fan of Stomp and took him out to the ranch and talked to him and doing this film. He was only supposed to do the body work, and then he did the voice, and... Why wouldn't you do it? You know, I mean, right, yeah. you can't blame him. Why wouldn't you be in a movie that, a big movie that George Lucas is casting you in? I don't, and I think the way it was done, and I, I'm not, I'm as a nice guy. I don't know if I'm defending. I'm just trying to guess why somebody would do this. But because he did the body he did work. Because he's voice. an actor and he was offered a part. And but it, I don't think it, if he know, did it all at once, though, right, it would be but different. Star Wars, well, those were good movies. Yeah. Like, And so you didn't expect You didn't to expect be, it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I trust you. Why would you do something totally racist? I think that's <laughs> a lot of the problem with these movies is everyone trusted George Lucas so much. you know, And, of course, you know, it's his vision, right? You know, uh-huh. He'll be the first to tell you that. So 
uh, people just went with it. I think a lot of he surrounded himself with yes men. I mean, that's who made the movie. Well, yeah, he's stuck in that ranch. And I visited. Um, we cinematic Titanic. We did a show at. Uh, it was actually our first live show. We did it uh, ILM in San Francisco. And wow. when you go there, and, and it's in the Presidio, and it's although I think since Disney took them over, there's been a lot of layoffs. Uh, surprise! Big surprise, but. Yeah. Again, um, you're saying Disney would do stuff just yeah. for money. <laughs> but uh, when you go, uh, for me, going there to the campus there and seeing like a few thousand people who who work there and it's this incredibly beautiful facility and all these, you know, that was a moment where I kind of transcended my disdain for those movies uh, and went back to just my admiration for George Lucas because it's like this guy's imagination and vision in the 70s created this thing where all these people have jobs now and and you know he 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 really created something and affected affected a lot of people's lives in a good way just in terms of his company uh so i was very impressed by that and very impressed by the people that worked there but I, but I, but i think yeah it was probably just a case of there was no one there to tell to to or he didn't have like Creative people debating with him about things. I guess I don't. I don't know. This is they always complain about network notes, but the network note being could this be a little less racist? Yeah, um, could we get different there were, voices? You know, if the there age? was no one there when the production meetings, when George Lucas was was telling his crew what he wanted to get done when they started. Rend- I was going to say filming, but more rendering. <laughs> yeah. uh, if someone say, you know what, Mr. Lucas. Uh, Ah, this is kind of racist, and like, who? No one is going to say that. Who like it has a, uh, you know, who lives in the Bay Area and has like is trying to pay a mortgage with a kid. No one is going to say that to George Lucas. Houses are very expensive. Yes, they, yeah. it's a very expensive area to live in. So, I can I can totally understand why no one there st- stepped out on a limb and said. Man, this is some racist shit, sir. Sir, with all due respect, <laughs> these, this is very racist, but it never happened. But even beyond racism, there's these these decisions that should have been debated, like like Chewbacca and Yoda being old war buddies. <laughs> like, why was that never brought up in 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 the original trilogy? Shouldn't they have been down at like the the Dagobah VFW? At least a high five when they see each other in the second film. Yeah, and I feel like at the end, Yoda says, "I'm going to go in isolation. Like, I'll be back in the next in a couple of films." Yeah, I and they go. They yeah. really remind you it's Chewbacca. They mention his name a few times, and it's not you just a Wookiee. I thought it was just Chewbacca. a Wookiee. No, it's Chewbacca. So he was slumming when he ended up with Han Solo. He was like, yeah. we, we yeah. catch him at the worst part of his career. Do you think he did something? Do you think he put at the Christmas party? He put his dick in the punch, <laughs> or took Xeroxes of his ass? He got and kicked they, off planet. Yeah, he's kicking around the outer rims now. I think Han Solo found him with a poster. With you pull off the tabs, you know, Wookie for rent, and he's like hit the bottom. Well, he might have been trying to get away from the galactic conflict and like being drawn into like Yoda and the Skywalkers, and it's like let me get away from this. I'm gonna hang out with this guy Han Solo for a little while. Oh no! And now I'm back. Drawn back in. Like that's another thing that's it's, crazy about this is that everyone is just so it's cosmically really, connected. Um, yeah. Uh, in a small world in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> it really it's is. New York City. You walk it's around really the like, the you just, even though that vast universe of millions of planets, you just tend to run into people that you know. It's weird. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the same 10 people. Yeah. Same 10 people. Yeah, I, I would have liked, it. right, instead of Chewbacca, because I never really cared about his backstory. Yeah, and, and uh, Yoda, 
I mean, I get obviously technology is better, you know, because he's a puppet in the other movies, and now he's his full fledged. The puppet looked better, like it you, looked more real, right? The thing is, like, uh, I think the lighting comes down to it. Like, you have an actual light and a, sh- and there's like an actual shadow that's being cast by this puppet instead uh-huh. of instead of like this CGI rendering that reads false. And the thing with the puppets that you know is Frank Oz. All the Muppets and everything, you always believed that they were real. Yeah. Right? You never were like, oh, Kermit's not real. So even with Yoda in, in that that's, film, you that's, that's the result of a skilled puppeteer. You know, that's not the result of, of CGI. He kicks some ass, Yoda, though. He's yeah. flipping around. Which that was also ridiculous. the only scene in the, I forget what movie it was that he kicked ass. Uh, this one. This one. Yeah, thanks for coming, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> They're all a blur to me, but... Uh, um, that was the only moment they got any kind of rise out of the audience. But I also, I, was I feel like that, thinking about Jedi Masters, like, I feel like Yoda should be maybe a little bit above that. I never pictured him. Punching? Kicking ass. <laughs> you just look at him and it's like, oh, he's like a, he's like an old wise man, you know, uh-huh. and he can, he can, you know, lift stuff with his mind and all that. I never, I just never pictured him carrying a lightsaber and like trying to murder people. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's true. And you think he would have a little more hair or at least a hair piece. Like, I would love, like, in these old movies, he was trying, and people were, like, looking at Yoda, but trying not to look at the wig. You know, they're trying to just look in his eyes, and then he finally, by the third movie, he's like, all right, no more wig. He should, like, strap into, like, a war- like a mech warrior or a robotic <laughs> suit or something, because... Oh, yeah. He's a little guy, right? <laughs> right yeah. He'd walk around, like Pacific Rim or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, talk about the Wookiees, when they had that weird kind of uh, Mel Gibson battle... When they're like, ah, like 300, and they all run in. Mm-hmm. One guy's swinging across, and he gives a Tarzan yell. Yeah. That was... Lucas likes cycling in those old Listen, sound uh, effects. It may have been a different galaxy, but they get Turner Classic Movies there. <laughs> so they had watched the entire Johnny Weissmuller tribute, birthday tribute. And then it was a conscious so, decision yeah. for, to, to go on the rope and, and do an impression of what I... This is my Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going into battle, I mean. Yeah, good Tarzan. Thank you. Thank you. He was a racist character. Was, we get it. We know, we know. We're oh, so that's why we're doing this. Yeah. As, for that is Carol Burnett did and it was subsequent. Maybe he was, he was a big Carol Burnett fan. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Swinging across. Yeah. He was pulling his ear at the same yeah. time. The Just say hi to his uh, aunt or whatever. More old references that we get. <laughs> but I feel like Star Wars, yeah, watching this movie was like, it's such a drug. Because this movie I watched for the show, but it was so boring. And I was like, I would have watched this in the theater. Because the first two were so good, you're chasing that high yeah. to get that Empire Strikes Back kind of, right? I mean, our whole lives, we're still chasing that. <laughs> that's, the, Star that's, Wars the, high. that's the entire movie industry since Star Wars came out is chasing that high, is, is getting audiences to be that excited about a big spectacle to the point where they'll come back and see it a million times. It's, it's before Star Wars came out. I think movie studios accepted. You know, if it's a movie's good, people will see it once. Though maybe they'll watch it when it's on TV. But with Star Wars and before that, Jaws and the other blockbusters of that period were like people came. I, I mean, I went back to when I saw the first Star Wars movie. I saw it on the second day of release. I, I went back either the next day or the day after and saw it again. You know, and, the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's just chasing that high is a great way to put it. And and I kind of look for that feeling too when I, when and I guess maybe that's why I'm so disappointed by so many blockbusters because there's a part of me that is thinking oh maybe this is going to be the one that's really going to elevate my spirits in the way that the first Star Wars movie did. Maybe that's the problem with why everyone hates Phantom Menace so much. Like you could forgive a lot if you just saw that film, 
but your expectations are so high. Right. You've been yeah. waiting 15 years, yeah. or whatever, to see it, or 20 years. And then it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> you could have done It's like your grandfather writing a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then these Chinamen, grandpa, you can't say Chinamen. <laughs> Trust me, it's outer space. You can say that. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you saw Star Wars, Eric? Uh, yeah, VHS copy. Uh, my parents owned. Was your your parents big Star Wars fans? Or they have- they they liked it. They weren't like huge fans, yeah, but they uh-huh. enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm sure they were chasing the high as well. <laughs> I saw it in the theater as well, and uh, yeah. my dad had read a review in the New York Times that this was like a Saturday morning serial. So mm-hmm. we, we were it was the day the pool opened, and we all wanted to go to the pool. So. He forced us to go to this stupid fucking movie, and we hated him. And then at the end of the movie, we were like, you're the greatest dad ever. And he lived off of that for a while. You know? That's, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting point, too, about Saturday morning cereal, because I remember it was sold as this fun Saturday morning, uh, Saturday matinee, fun Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon cereal. And then over the years, it morphed into this mythic, like, you know, Joseph Campbell, like <laughs> intense, deep uh, journey kind of thing and people taking it so seriously. And, and that's that's part of how I believe like some of the magic of it has been lost. Yeah, I think Lucas should have gone back to those serials and looked at them before doing this because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Flash Gordon didn't uh, look up uh, security camera footage like he just was. Investigating a 7-Eleven robbery (laughs) like Obi-Wan Kenobi does in this movie. He Uh looks at security camp footage and it's just a lot of... But it's a hologram. Does that make it better? Because I was thinking that No, 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 it makes it worse. It makes it worse. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, let's look at the security hologram. And then, at least they didn't say enhance. Right. Make that bigger. Yeah, they, they have security holograms. Right, and Ice T was there, and I thought that was weird. They didn't need <laughs> him going, "Oh, that's fucked up." That was just—I thought that was a little racist. That, that would have been per- this perfect uh, reaction to seeing child death as well, right? Because oh, at right. least this movie has that going for it. Yeah, so they're tiptoeing around death in the beginning. Uh, they're killing robots, like we said a few times. They're cute robots who make cute sounds and they die. But then Anakin Skywalker, when he becomes Darth Vader, kills kids. Yeah, um, uh, they, they should have shown it. <laughs> I would have liked that anyway, but they, they, just, they, just, they cut to it it's in a, a way. Lot. Yeah. yeah. And Another reason to just be so happy that he gets to live for all eternity in a peace and joy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I get that mask. You know, that, to me, like, that sort of is like, like the end of Return of the Jedi. That's sort of like if, if you saw Hitler's ghost going, <laughs> like yeah, a- everything is great now. I, like, <laughs> I, I made up with my, with my son at the, before I died, and now everything's cool. <laughs> Like, wait, you're, wait, you're Hitler. That do, you don't get to have that for your afterlife. What if you're a young, good-looking Hitler with long hair? <laughs> what is that one? Like a shaggy haircut? Is that better? Uh, it might be. But that's the thing is, like, you can compare it to Hitler, but Hitler was a better guy. And now it might sound crazy, but cause, cause, but think about this. Slow, explain. Vader <laughs> is partially responsible for blowing up an entire an planet. Entire planet. It yeah. billions Vader's of people. Vader's genocide you know, goes beyond anything. He, the killing fields, he was the killing planet. Was his thing. <laughs> and uh, sure. They didn't single out one particular race because there was just too many of them. Right. <laughs> it was hard to get around. Yeah. You get around them all. I am a uh, denier. Planet exploding denier. I don't think that happened. I watched the movie and I was like, that part's fake. Well, there are yeah. people, I think I tweeted something about that once and there are people. And whenever you mess with people's religions, you get blowback. And so anytime you do a joke, disparaging star wars the ardent believers in the religion of star wars will come back at you and 
they were saying, oh, it wasn't really Darth Vader. It was the, you know, Christopher Lee or whoever. He's the uh, yeah. one that did Peter it. Peter Cushing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah apologists. And, yeah, apologists. Yeah. Darth Vader apologists. <laughs> yeah, these older and yeah. truthers. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I do believe that the Death Star was an inside job. I think so, too. Have you seen that video on YouTube? It was like 25 oh, no, minutes. I haven't. Oh, yeah. No, I made that up. Oh, 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 right, like Loose Change or loose whatever change. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's something for your program. That's kind of a cult film. The Loose Change? Yeah. What is that? That's a 9-11, uh, it was an inside job movie mm-hmm. documentary, like an 80-minute thing. Yeah, and it's on YouTube and people watch oh. it. And, you, you know, you can put whatever images up. But there's, right. And people are like, well, it's, it's in this movie on YouTube. It's got to be true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's archived on YouTube yeah. right between the cat video and the kid getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> and so both I, of those actually happened. They, that's true. It that adds happened. up. <laughs> and um, Darth Vader kills all these kids. Do you think now whenever he goes into planet, there's like a Megan's Law thing where he's got to go? <laughs> before he go, I'm yeah. about to invade your planet, but I'll let you know that I've killed kids. And I'm a <laughs> child killer. And you're like, all right, all right, thank you for telling us. Now get out of our neighborhood. And then he blows them up. I think that probably happens. That is how it happens. <laughs> You know, that probably happened until the Emperor dissolved the Galactic Senate at the start of the first Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. that Because now, now there's no more rules, you know? Yeah, let's go crazy. Out the Dude, window. Vader is solid. Get the clean record. <laughs> Vader can go in any neighborhood. School zones he can blow up. He doesn't So care. actually the whole, um, what you're saying is everything that happened in Star Wars was a result of a government shutdown. <laughs> it was it was very political yeah. it was this is what happened to people yeah. this is where we were heading one more day of a government shutdown you know all hell would have broken loose <laughs> well, let's talk about the soap opera part anakin finds out that his uh girlfriend wife secret wife secret girlfriend yeah they i get guess married so. don't they they get married and uh, i didn't see the second at one at the end of the second one they got married. oh right yeah i haven't seen it in forever yeah you don't remember a wedding? You just got married yourself. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, but your wedding pictures were exactly the same as. The- <laughs> I was trying to stage them like Padme's and Anakin's. No, I'm not. I'm not that into Star Wars. Could you have pitched that? Would your wife have gone for that? Listen, I know it's the biggest day of your life, but here you go. <laughs> Hear me out. A little out. embarrassing, but she actually had a. Uh, in addition to the wedding cake, we had a little miniature Boba Fett cake. Oh really? Her call, not mine. So she probably, if I want to push her. Uh-huh. I, you know, maybe a little bit. But when you I, saw the cake, you were like, ah, I could have pushed her. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I think some things need to be secret. You got to keep it between yourselves. Yeah. When I see that, you're like, oh, good. I'm glad you guys found each other. Now stay there. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's good for you. Yeah. When she tells him that she's pregnant, you can just see him like, oh, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was waiting for him, like, I'm going to go get a pack of cigarettes. I'll be right back, yeah. I swear. <laughs> you could have easily done that. That's a big universe. Well, actually, it's a small town. We it's small, yeah. yeah. They would have <laughs> found them <laughs> eventually. Hey, alimony and people. Oh, intergalactic alimony. It's That's ridiculous. why it was tough on the Death Star, too. Uh, <laughs> Besides the voice lessons? Yeah. Like, what's because, the and he, because he would get so, Darth Vader would get so irritated running into the same people all the time. That's why he did that thing where he choked them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in Empire Strikes Back, he says, you know, Luke, I'm your father. He's like, well, you owe me 18 years of child support. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's $47,000. Yeah, <laughs> Vader was living the lap of luxury up, up there. And your then, father's living the lap of luxury up in that Death Star. And then in, he's living in this dirt sand hovel. He's yeah. being attacked by s- s- sand people, yeah. which is also kind of, I think it's a racist term that Ben Kenobi uses in the first Star Wars movie because, you know, they're established, they're like, oh, these are Tusken Raiders. But then uh-huh. every once in a while, someone's like, you know, the sand people. Well, it's weird. You know it's racist because he looks around before he says <laughs> it. He looks back to both ways, like, sand people. 
And he tells that joke, which is completely cut from the movie, luckily. It's very, very racist. Could you imagine if you found out Ben Kenobi was just an old racist? You finally get to meet him. Well, also, in the original movie, he, uh, and they cut this out digitally, he appears on Adam Carolla's podcast. So, you know, he says women aren't you. funny. Yeah. He does that whole rant. That was weird. All right, what's something nice you can say about this film? Give a compliment. Um, the costumes were pretty nice. The ones that weren't CG. The um, real costumes. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, it went for the child death, so I'll give it that. You uh-huh. know, it's always welcome. <laughs> I hope your wife hears this part before. <laughs> I'm sure. Before you have kids. Uh, you mean because they actually did something real? Like, it, it, Not real, but something serious and dark. Yeah, the first two movies pull punches so much that it's nice to see the final one actually land a couple, but uh-huh. it's, it's still... I wouldn't recommend people see the movie really necessarily. Out of the three, would you recommend this one? Yeah, out of the three, I'd say this is this is the best one. Yeah. And Frankie, say something nice about this film. Yeah, well, the one nice thing I could say is that at least we know for sure that it's the final Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what uh, what else. Uh, it's just not a good movie. Uh, I don't know. It's it's like I said said now that I've met. The people at uh, ILM, they all did a great, they, they all did their jobs very well. It's the, the one guy who didn't really, who kind of didn't step up was George Lucas. So, so are you saying you don't want to lose any Twitter followers? They all follow you on Twitter. Are you afraid uh, they'll hear I this? I think and three or f- two or three of them follow me on Twitter, and I don't <laughs> want to lose that. But um, no, yeah, it's, uh, and, and you can say that about a lot of the like studio blockbuster movies that come out is, we are in, in some kind of golden age of special effects and technology, but it doesn't, if the storytelling isn't solid, it, it, it ultimately doesn't matter. But the people who are doing the, the special effects are doing a great job. You know? Yeah. Is there a moral to this story, to this movie? The moral to this movie is that if you take a beloved franchise and um, defile it, by just cashing in on the characters and making more movies out of it that aren't that good, you will make a shitload of money. <laughs> it works. We'll go see yeah. it, no matter how shitty it is. Eric, I, you have, is there well, more? Well, I was going to say, yeah, say yeah, yeah, too, yeah, uh, I was going to bring up is that the religious aspects of Star Wars fan is I do know, seriously, I do know people who think all three of the prequels suck, and they've seen them like seven times each, you know. Even thinking that they're not good, they'll still watch them because they're Star Wars movies, which is just kind of bizarre. Do you do you like this? Any of the three? Oh, I don't. No, I don't. We I don't willingly rewatch these. Do you own them though? No, I do not. Oh, and, I thought I bust you on that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but but you bring that up. But Star Trek fans are also the same way. You know, uh-huh. they'll watch Enterprise, and you know, it's oh, just like all levels bad. of geekdom have that like spectrum of like pure garbage and like the one really good thing that you're still chasing, and mm-hmm. you're just you know. Usually you're not going to get Many, many people in the geek community, I must say, are some of the most easily entertained people in the world. Uh, speaking of it, when are you guys doing yeah. Cinematic Tectonic <laughs> Speaking of easily entertained people, <laughs> uh, we're doing one more Cinematic Titanic show this year, and for good, I think. Uh, we're breaking up, but then maybe they'll be. we'll do prequels later, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, you guys um, are as bad as yeah. Lucas. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on uh, December New Year's Eve Eve at the Keswick Theater in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia, we'll be awesome. doing two. We'll be doing one show with two movies, a double feature. Would you know the movies? Yes, they do. They are um, the Roger Corman movie Wasp Woman, 
and um, the Ted V. Michaels film uh, Doll Squad. What if you? What if for the last film, Cinematic Titanic did like Godfather Two and The Deer Hunter? <laughs> like, fuck it, let's just do good films. What do we care? And uh, how do we find uh, We Hate Movies? Uh, yeah, it's at whmpodcast.com. It's We Hate Movies. It's also a bad movie program. And I also host another show called Blame It on Outer Space, which is a conspiracy theorist podcast, but from a comedy point of view. Yeah, they're both uh, very good, and uh, We Hate Movies is very funny. Oh, can I plug my podcast, too? Go ahead. Uh, actually, your as podcast as is we're great. we're plugging podcasts. <laughs> yeah, nope. I mean, if you're listening to this, if you like podcasts, yeah. <laughs> Uh, mine, uh, you can find mine at uh, f- uh, frankconniff.com. It's called Podhouse 90. And uh, it's so I'm working on a third episode right now, which hopefully will be done soon. But they are um, scripted, full fledged musical productions. At least the first two I did are, are musical comedies. One is called The Wonderful Pundits of Oz, the other is called south by south satan and they have great casts people like dana gould and lorraine newman and uh greg proofs great no greg proofs is not oh, in it. It. um and eddie pepitone is going to be in the next one i've already recorded his part and lorraine is going to be in the next one and uh uh emily maya mills is in them and it's 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 great people so it's so really great. funny the the oz one was the one i heard and it's high production very funny oh thank you this has been Podcrawl. You crawled to the end of it. This is it. Now you can go back to listening to the other two. And, and it, it's aptly named because uh, Vader gets his legs chopped off. Right? That's why. <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's why it's. That's why it's called that. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. Go check out the other shows at Read and Weep at uh, read-weep.com and then Flophouse. I believe it's flophouse.com. Check out their versions of uh, the Star Wars reviews and the rest of their shows. And also you can hear me on the project on the projection booth. Talking about eating Raul. That's uh, another great. Oh. So that's four, four really good, um, four or five, I can't count, really good bad movie podcasts and Frank's uh, podcast. So there you go. You're full. You got stuff to listen to. And if you need more, you got Danny Hatchett, our engineer. Today his show is called That's the Show with Danny. It's fantastic. Danny, how you doing? You all right? I'm great. Thank you. All right. It's a little hungover. <laughs> uh, or a lot hungover. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for doing that recording. You can check out our old episodes. Uh, see what movies you want to hear or some kind of interviews. Hopefully we'll have um, George R. on soon. You can listen to iTunes or go to our website, proudlyresents.com, and join our mailing list so you, we'll send you all the show notes so you don't have to go to the website. We'll send it right to your house. Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're at a Starbucks. We'll send it right. Wherever you are, we'll send it to you. Uh, go to our mailing, proudlyresents.com, to sign up for our mailing list, and uh, subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Adam, we're out of time for this interview. They're not going to talk about that. I'm also going to bet you $10 that Proudly Resents never has a discussion of Death Pot stickers at Costco.